You are now tuned in to Saved and Woke. What up, everybody? It's your boy, MSW. That's Mr. Saved and Woke, also known as Juan Enrique Tusey. Thank you for joining us for yet another episode of the Saved and Woke podcast. I am joined today by our very first special guest that we're having on the show. This is my man, The Real Tone Touch, and I'll let you introduce yourself more completely. But he's a rapper. He's originally from Durham and I know this, he's a believer, but um, just give us some little, a little more background on yourself. Actually, hold on, yep. my bad. So this is Tone. Today he's joining me to talk about being too woke for your own good. Um, I mentioned that in the first season, and it's something that, I don't know, is always popping up. I'm always like uh, running into somebody or seeing something on the internet where somebody's claiming to be enlightened or spiritual and i'm just like man y'all 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 are missing it um and tone is here to talk with me about that today and i'll get into why specifically he's here um but tone like i said go ahead and just let us know who you are awesome yeah so my name is tone touch i'm a hip-hop artist inspirational christian hip-hop artist here in durham I uh, came to Durham in 2008 to go to North Carolina Central University on the track scholarship, and I stayed. You know what I mean? This is home. So, yeah. Um, I did not know you were a track star. Yeah, man. I still <laughs> I still work out. So you know if you if you smell me, you know. So, but um, I mean, I love music. I love God. Um, my wife is awesome. I met her at school as well. Uh, I don't have any kids right now, but I also raise kids because I work in the Durham Public School System. So yeah, true, true. That's a little bit about me. Yeah. So can you tell me more about how you came to be a believer? Okay. Um, well, that had to, that was around the age of 12, 13, I would say. And um, I mean, I, I was always going to church with my parents. That was my mom and my stepdad at the time. And um, there was a lot of things going on in the home. And I think I wanted to go to church and be a part of a community, but I didn't want to go with my parents. So it was kind of this this weird thing of just kind of like, I didn't like the church that we went to. Um, and ironically, even on the, with the subject today, there weren't a lot of people our color at the church either. So I just felt the disconnect and... Um, Long story short, I had a friend of mine who was burning CDs at the time, and he was just really like, he was the pastor's kid. Was burning CDs, selling candy, everything. Uh -huh. But we became really cool, and uh, he would make my, my CDs for me. I'd give him my list or whatever. And um, eventually, he was like, hey, man, you know, we're doing some stuff, some youth group stuff at the church, man, if you want to come and hang out for the weekend or whatever. And I went to the church once. And I stayed. That's what's up. Uh, decided that I really heard the gospel for the first time. I think without the distractions and mom pulling me and all that stuff, it's like I willingly went to church. Mm -hmm. And even when they stopped going, like I would have the van come and get me. And I just wow. went to my church and they went to theirs. And they came to mine when I got baptized. Uh -huh. And, um, you know, and it was just kind of that. I think that's when I started to own my walk with God. Like, that's what's up. How old yeah. were you? I was 13 around the time. 12, 13. Uh -huh. Yeah, got so, me by eight years, bro. 
Uh, <laughs> and you know what? I got pulled in by, you know, the same things. Man, oh, man, some fine girls at this church. Or, you know, we having fun. You get free food. You know, all the little incentives that God draws you in with. When then you find out, oh, man, it was way more than that. You know yeah. what I mean? So sometimes, you know, we get led by the flesh, man, but we find God in the midst of it. So it's kind of funny. But Praise that's, that's what's up. Yeah, that's my, cool. my little story. So That's what's up. So you pretty much been saved since you were 13? Yeah. Cool. That's, yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for that, man. So now I want to share with you all the quote from none other than the Real Tone Touch right here. So I follow him on Instagram because um, our church um, had... A concert and he was the opening act and I was like yo this dude it's pretty dope so I started following him on Instagram and liking his stuff like he posts like some really really <clears throat> some dope rhymes and we'll get you his uh, contact information his social uh, media info at the end of the episode but I was following and it's not even the picture that I don't even remember what the picture was actually but the caption that he had under it was what kind of blew me away and was what led to what led to this episode. So I'm gonna read it for y'all. So he says here, someone told me black was beautiful. That black wasn't a synonym for darkness, but for greatness. And I'm a firm believer in that truth. They call me a king for that reason. But being black alone doesn't make you a king. Having the character of a king makes you a king. We have white kings, black kings, and every other ethnicity represented in the middle. Too many people are trying to overcompensate for their insecurities and self-centeredness. We're being led astray by high-sounding nonsense disguised as quote-unquote black empowerment and ancient knowledge with bondage in every heartbeat. Some people live to spread the message of quote-unquote awakening, calling us gods and goddesses, which is actually a spirit at work against Christ and his church. But nothing is ever new under the sun. Adolf Hitler did the same thing for his people and was ultimately a coward at heart. Needless to say, your value should never be determined by the degrading of another culture, sex, religion, or preference. Take a long good look in the mirror today and come to grips with your reflection. If we manage to successfully do this, there's no need to claim to be gods. There's no need to fight stereotype against stereotype and no need to use conceit and political power to cover up the skeletons in your closet. All you needed was confidence. All you needed was an identity check. God loves what he sees. But the question is, do you? That was, uh, that hit me like, like, it was almost like the first time I read it. Um, I think it was, hit me again yeah. as you reading it. Cause, uh, yeah, man, that's just, that's the spirit. That's just, just this God at work. That had to be something. I don't even remember what the picture was either. Yeah. I mean, but yeah. I know in that time, <laughs> that's what he put on my heart to share. Cool. So what I guess what I'll do is kind of walk through some of those points that you made. So the first thing you said, someone's told you that black was beautiful and that black wasn't a synonym for darkness. And like in the beginning, you're like affirming and I guess edifying, building up, or you boosting your blackness. But then at the same time, you're saying that, you know, that alone doesn't doesn't make you a king so i kind of was picking up one of what you were talking about well but what were you what were you referring to when you were when you were talking about that um i thought about the good examples of people who reminded me like hey you know 
you might be seeing all these different things going on and you know you read history or you you see the different things that have even happened in our country so it's like i remember there those times of people who affirmed being black like black is beautiful mm-hmm. you know because obviously you can think of black as a color you know in reference to darkness in reference to even in a point of time when you know we weren't even considered whole human beings yeah. like you know just all those different things that were say hey you know these people were treated like this because they deserved it or they were evil or they were whatever you know they weren't um they weren't they didn't fit so i think yeah there were people in my life that didn't just just try to to boost me and and make me feel like I'm more than the world more than you know better than anybody else but they affirm the fact that you are created this way and God loves it you know it's beautiful so yeah i like that the very last thing is that you're you're created this way and God loves you because one thing i feel like is a mistake is an understandable mistake though so i really love that last thing you said about how you're created this way and and God loves you because you're you're tying our worth back into God instead of trying to come up with some reason for us to be great. Because I feel like, although it is good to seek affirmation of who you are, um, it's got to be tied to the one who is definitively good, who was the basis for goodness, and which is God. And I feel like a lot of times, especially like, I don't know, I'm thinking of five percenters. And truthfully, I'm not going to say much about them because I don't know too much about their movement. All, all, the only thing I know, and I might be wrong, you can correct me if I am, is that they say that um, they, they attribute some sort of divinity to or it's to black people just for the on the basis of the blackness of our skin. But what I always tell people is like, yes, I'm I'm beautiful. Not necessarily because I'm black, but because God made me and he made me in the image of God. He, he made me in his image and everything that he made was good. So if he made me with this with this brown skin, then my brown skin is good because because God made it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just like the way you just the way you articulated it, like I'm having this whole like 30, 40 minute episode to say that, but you just put it in like five lines. <laughs> I guess, guess that's why you're the artist. The next thing you said, is, I guess, is what I kind of just was talking about, like trying people trying to to overcompensate and being led astray by high-sounding nonsense disguised as black empowerment. So, what's some high-sounding nonsense you've heard? It's funny because that when I hear high sounding, it, it comes like directly from the Bible, I and mean, so I know, like I said, God was just weaving this whole thing together. But um, I mean, man, you know what? I I'll be honest. I remember being in school, and I got hit with the whole like the whole Hebrew Israelite thing, and um, in college, yeah. And it was funny because this is how I know, like, God has given me a gift of discernment, right? So I can sit back and be like, all right, this ain't right. But I went back home to Delaware and I was running, doing my thing. I went to a high school track across the street. And then these random dudes came out of nowhere talking about the same thing. So I'm in a whole different state. So at this point, I'm just like, hey, man. And it's like, you know, when you're minding your business and something comes and approaches you, you know, you kind of like, all right. 
Like that was that was interesting, but then it came back again, and I, I started to um you know and just like I said the basis of that like I, I didn't really get into it at all either like as far as every single thing that that like people coming back at them on every single yeah thing. you know because I mean everybody you know if you're a Christian you're a theologian but at the same time like I'm one of those people like I I've gone a lot by my experiences and what I've seen and what I've read in the Bible so I'm not really like. Oh yeah, I know exactly what these people believe in, in the five things and I'm about to argue and debate you and break it all down. Yeah. Like, but I knew in my spirit that something wasn't right. But a lot of the things, like I said, have come down to, you know, one being that um, you know, the African Americans are gods, um, solely due to the fact that we're black. Um a lot of people also even if you know they want to be associated with Egypt, as if that's the only place in Africa, uh, so it's just like wanting to be connected to, I guess, a high level of intelligence, and you know, Some just greatness. yeah. So it's just like more so, even if that's not their lineage, even if they, you know, their parents or you know, or basically ancestors were not from that area, it still has been considered like the center, I guess, or the, the mm -hmm. whole basis of. Um, I guess like African, the like history or whatever civilization. Exactly, exactly. So, um, yeah, man. I think just a lot of the things that I've come across have been people who not only just wanted to affirm like the beginning, like, hey, man, I just want to let you know, bro, you're black. That's beautiful. God loves you. But it would be more so oh, that Christian stuff. Let me put you on to something that's better or something that's true, something that's real. Why do you and think? Why do you think they don't do that? Um, don't what? Don't affirm your blackness while at the same time accepting Christ. And they try to put you into this whole religion mm -hmm. in order to affirm your blackness. Yeah. Um, I think, man, I think for the most part it comes down to their agenda. You know, it's not the same as, as a biblical agenda. It's not the same as what Christ is doing. So in a sense, it's like, hey, you know. I think from the people that I have met who either did not read the Bible at all and came in contact with something else that they decided to believe or they did, but they didn't like certain things. So they turned against it or whatever the, the loopholes have been slavery and all the different things like, well, these were Christians that did this, whatever. So, you know, I think that um, people just, you know, decide to find another way. Mm -hmm. um, to to go about finding a source or a purpose or whatever. So it's like, hey, I see you're putting, especially if you're a devout Christian and you talk about your faith or you, you know, have conversations with people, then they see it as an opportunity to, you know, break that down or, you know, basically convince you otherwise. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it's really about being black at that time. It's really just about, you know, purpose and where your identity comes from and what your identity is in so it's not even about race you know in most of the conversations i had it wasn't really about yeah let's talk about how we could build a black community and you know and how we could love each other and everything else it was more so just about you know i don't believe that i believe this you know so true mm -hmm. yeah the reason i asked you that is because i was actually listening to another one of my favorite podcasts um, which is called the the Jude Three Project. Like, is one of my it's like one of my top two favorite podcasts. Like, just got some good stuff on there. For all my listeners, 
don't feel like you're betraying me, you can listen to the other podcast. Um, and one of the conversations, or one of the guests that they had on with their show was saying that, kind of, kind of adding some validity, or I guess validating people's desire to look elsewhere other than Christianity. Mm -hmm. um, and what he said was, I don't remember the the guest name, but he was saying that. You know, after seeing, after living in America, which claims to be Christian, and seeing a lot of, you know, prominent Christian leaders, particularly like amongst, like I guess, uh, evangelical churches and of like a lot of white evangelical leaders who kind of turned a blind eye towards the suffering of of black people and also push black people towards the side. And when they do talk about like the contributors, the contributors to Christianity to Christian theology, they always highlight white contributors or European, uh, Western contributors, and don't talk about any sort of other influence. And if it wasn't for, and if you only listen to them, it would seem like, wow, like Christianity, yeah, it might have started in the Middle East, but how we use it now, how we go about it now, is is a white thing. And so, even though like they, I mean the and the and it's kind of it's complicated because the we know we believe in God but we also believe that there was an enemy, and the enemy is going to use that that hurt you know um, mm -hmm. to try and to, to to get you away from the truth because he doesn't want of course like God's will is for everybody to be saved and so the enemy's will is for us to not be saved and he'll use whatever means he'll have to 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 accomplish that and I think a lot of times. He just uses that. The Bible says, "Don't give him a foothold." And I feel like kind of like the the church, in a lot of ways, unknowingly or not, has given the enemy a foothold to take a whole group of people, a whole culture, and give them a reason to to doubt yeah. that Jesus loves them. Especially when you're yeah. you turn a blind eye to police brutality, you blame you blame it on us, or when you when people blame. Um, or when they say things like, "Oh, if you have a problem with how things are going, if you have a problem with your president, then you can either leave, then you can you just you can just pray about it by yourself, or you can leave." I, I've heard like that was a quote from a pastor, mm. a prominent pastor. Mm. Um, and so, I mean, I think it's funny because what you're like sharing right now makes me think about the different responses that people have to mm -hmm. pain or a letdown or whatever the case may be. Because even from what I shared earlier about how I got more involved in church and how I, you know, God led me to getting saved. That was because of all the craziness at home. And instead I found a refuge in the church more so than saying, well, shoot, we at this church, they doing whatever, this is going on at home. This ain't real. And just walking away from it. I feel like it's interesting to see. I don't even know what my 13 year old self was thinking at that time. But I know from action that obviously that led me to a place of wanting to know, you know, look past what was going on and say, man, maybe there has to be something deeper than this. Mm -hmm. You know, like, let me find out. Let me go find out for myself. Not because my mom is telling me let's go to church. Not because of whatever this pastor's talking about this church. Like, there has to be something out there. And I found my place, my spot that mm -hmm. I liked. And of course, that was, it was a Baptist church. Um, you know, I mean, there's certain things looking back at it now that was just like, okay, you know, I don't know. Like I wasn't really caught up into the things that maybe people would, you know, say like, you know what, I'm not going, or I'm not going to, you know, like if God is real, why'd you let this happen? You know? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. That's a privilege that I could say 
just just by like God just coming and scooping me up in different times because there are a lot of things that people have been through like you talking about police brutality I've experienced that you know like if we're talking about doubts and having all types of different things like I mean I flunked philosophy in in college because you know what I mean like I was just one of them people like uh I can't I can't just take this at face value so it's just kind of one of those things um when I look at, at my life and I look at different things, but everybody responds differently. You know, one person can have someone in their family pass away and they go harder after God because they're like, man, you know what, Lord, like I can't hold on to nothing in this world except you. Another person can lose a family member and they just say, you know what I mean? If you were real, you would never let that happen. And they True. go in the opposite direction. So it's just, yeah. it's interesting, you know, to see that and um, all the different you know, type of things that are going on for people who find reason to not believe in Christ or to turn away to something else to find their validation and their purpose. But yeah, I mean, yeah, man, I, th I think we all have to just take the time to, to sit back and think, well, why do I do this? Or why, why do I believe this? Whatever yeah. the case may be. That is so huge because, and the reason I say that is because I feel like a lot of people have like grown up uh, going to church and had family members going to church and they were kind of, they were just going just because somebody else told them to, it was just, you know, going through the motions and either that or living vicariously through somebody else in terms of, oh, well, my mom, my mom prays, so I'm straight or my grandma prays or whoever. And then the first time somebody comes to them, whether it's a, a Hebrew Israelite or an atheist or whoever that comes with something that they've never heard before and then they find out oh that is a fact um and then that kind of just like breaks down their the whole belief system and i'm like well that doesn't mean that christianity is flimsy i just think like your your the, the foundation of your belief that your christian foundation was already flimsy um because you didn't go to the scriptures uh for yourself because a lot of times a lot of i don't know even if this these people i'm thinking of were Hebrew Israelites, but they were just, you know, saying stuff and giving, I, I guess, their interpretation of scripture. And it was just, it was just all the way wrong. <laughs> and I was like, you just twisted that so bad. And if you, when you take like, or take a couple scriptures out of context and don't read, like not even, I'm not, I mean, talking about the, full, the whole Bible, I'm just like, just read the whole chapter. Yeah. I haven't even read the whole Bible. I'm not afraid to say that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. some people that is, and I, I, I Hope that I do sit down and have the discipline to read from beginning to end. My wife has. She broke it down into pieces for like mm -hmm. some time. And, but, and that's something, I think that's an awesome thing to do. But I'm one of those people like, even for this podcast, like I don't have a bunch of badges and PhDs and all types of stuff to be yeah. like, yo, I read through the whole Bible and I read the Quran and I done done this and I done searched every religion. And I, I just think, man, like, let's talk about the power. You know what I mean? The power of God and the situations and different things that I feel like our testimony is what nobody can argue with us yeah. about. You know, like you could, I could argue with you all day about what happened in history. I wasn't there. You weren't there either. You know, but what about my life? And look at the evidence of my life. Like True. you can't really you can't say anything about that. So but it's, it's interesting, though. I mean, I, I do believe that. 
there are a lot of different things that like these all these curveballs and one thing that's interesting from what you're saying made me think about the different types of people like there are people who we share the gospel with and we go out to who are they're like sheep you know they don't know which way to go which a lot of us are and we you know it's like i'm looking i'm kind of searching for the truth i don't know what to believe and those are the people that i tend to go for because those are also the people that the wolves go for. True. You see what I'm saying? That's interesting when you bump into a wolf and it's like, hey, man, let me put you on game. And I'm like, bro, I'm not wandering. Like, I already know what I believe. I've seen the power of God. I know Christ. I know he coming back. Like, I believe in the full Bible, not just the New Testament, not just the Old Testament. Yeah. So it's just kind of one of those things when you bump into people like that. Now you got a lot of this going on. And they want to bring you down to like, well, look, I didn't read your Bible. And do you remember the part where it said X, Y, Z? And it's like, no, bro, I didn't read that. What, what does this have to do with anything? True. But and you get into these religious debates. But see, for someone who is searching, they may be like, oh, my gosh, this person is so smart. And they know all these things. And, man, this must be the truth. Yeah. You know, or, man, you're right. You know more than I do about God because you just broke down all this stuff. And I want to be a part of that. You know, so it just depends on where a person is, especially if they don't have a family, a close knit family or they're kind of wandering. People scoop, you know, we're supposed to be as Christ followers recruiting and going out and getting people and bringing them to the kingdom of God. But there are also people who are lost, who are recruiting people as well with the high sounding nonsense. Yeah, it sounds good. It might even make you be like, man, I never knew that. But at the same time, and they, and you, they may even have a bunch of long, big words to add to it's like all this stuff that make you be like, wow. But at the end of the day, it's not saving anybody. And the fruit is in it. You know, it may be a bunch of people rallying together. But we've seen like Hitler, as we, I'm sure you'll get to at the at the end. Maybe, I mentioned I it. Uh, <laughs> I mentioned that about Hitler because, you know, that's to in a sense, that's what it looks like to say, hey, we're going to, you know, I'm gonna empower these people. You guys are divine. You guys are distinguished. But everybody else is, you know, is whatever. They're trash. You know, so it just kind of becomes one of those things where people are drawn to that because we want to be distinguished. We want to be set apart. But all those things are in Christ already. You know, it's in the Bible that we're set apart. It's in the Bible that we were worthy, you know, Christ dying for us, all these things. But, you know, because everyone's in a place where it's this big bowl of ideas and different people are coming up with new stuff every day, you know, people are drawn to, you know, whatever it is that they feel like connects with, you know, their experience or whatever. So I could be just due to police brutality or different things that I've experienced or being raised in certain situations. I could sit back and be in the game like there's no reason why I'm not in the game. You know, or there's no reason why I'm not in jail right now, like, except God's grace. There's no reason why I'm not a Muslim, except God's grace, because all these things come. But he is responsible. I see that he was the one who helped me maneuver through those things. Mm -hmm. Even when I started to draw closer to him, it would be like he would affirm the fact that, no, no, you need to, you know. So it's only so far he'll let you go. But that's because I got a hold of him at an earlier age, too. So... I don't know for those people who are in their 30s and their 40s, their 50s or whatever, and, you know, have been carrying all these different ideologies. 
you know, there's just a, a greater need, man, just for the, the greatest of God to step in. Like, they have to have an encounter with Yeah. That's what I always, I, that's what I pray for a lot. I pray for, well, mainly I pray for God's will to be done and I pray for them to have an encounter with God so they can see whether it's like, not not nothing necessarily like particularly miraculous. Like when, like when I came to God, I just had this moment where I was just faced with the, the sin I had been living in. Um, and then I just was like, man, like, I can't really describe it right now. I'll probably have, I can probably do a whole other episode. I probably will do that about like my testimony about how, when I really gave my life to Christ. But I was just like, man, God is real. And I was thinking back over my life and then I was seeing like God's hand in a lot of things. Um, I just saw like, I was like, wow, God's word is true because it had just happened in front of me. Mm -hmm. um, and one thing that you mentioned was that, you know, you're not a theologian. You can't just... Basically, so you did, you hadn't read the whole entire Bible, and I have read the Bible. I've read the entire Bible once, all the way through. But I don't think that like that makes me any better. I don't like I, I'm not looking for a badge for and for viewers or listeners who's thinking like for whatever reason, whether it's not, having not read the Bible or having never, not not having not read the whole Bible or having never read the Bible at all. You don't think you read enough? I mean, just keep seeking because the Bible says. That if you are lacking in wisdom, ask ask uh, of God, who and He'll give it to you, and He's not going to make you feel bad about it. He's not going to talk down to you about it. Um, but God will give you wisdom. He gives liberally. So I think like if we just keep continue as we are, because having not, I feel like a lot of people say, you know, well, I haven't read the Bible, and they'll kind of like use that as their kind of use that as an excuse. Mm -hmm. um, people make a lot of excuses, but having not read the Bible. Is not or the the bigness of the Bible is not an excuse to like to not read to not study and yeah. you know we just take it a day at a time like there was a point when like at that that initial initial point of my I guess my real conversion I would say in 2011 I was reading the Bible like every day for hours and hours and hours but lately though that's been very difficult and so I just have to find some other way like I'll find like a little short devotional or um, I'm listening I'm, I'm using this app uh that plays though it has uh it's called street lights i love it it plays it's got the new testament um being read over hip-hop music it's what i think you like it it's called street lights um a lot of there's yeah there's a lot of humble beast artists um just yeah reading the Bible. how that sounds yeah, already man. yeah i'll probably i'll play it for you after this okay um so yeah i however you can however you get the word whether it's reading it whether it's hearing uh, whether it's hearing somebody play it get it yeah. um and god and like and one benefit that we as believers have is that you know god is actually real so he will not only he's not only giving us understanding but when we're speaking and defending our faith or even having conversations um with people who don't believe he's there with us and you don't go by yourself i used to always feel like i had to kind of i had to convince people right then and there at that point yeah that I'm right that God is real, but then I, when I think about me, I was like, man, there was a lot of stuff about the Bible that I didn't believe until way later, and it wasn't that the Holy Spirit wasn't working on me right there. He was. It's just that the fruit, like the, the seed was sown in, and people was watering and watering and watering and watering, but then that fruit didn't manifest until way later, but God was always working. Um, I noticed that as well, like, people don't really like try me the way they used to when i was just kind of searching 
You know what I mean? Like when you're in a place where you're seeking out the truth, like the enemy knows that too. Yeah, it's a so spiritual it's thing. Like, the spirit see it. Yeah, so it's like you go to church one day. If that, if you just like okay, and you might get something. Somebody might pray for you, and you just feel this sense of healing, whether it's physical or emotional, whatever. And it's just like, man, God is real. And then some tragedy happens, or and then maybe after the tragedy, someone who shows up is from a different you know um belief or whatever and it's just like all these complex things but it's just interesting because i remember getting into these clashes with people back to back especially on the college campus because i mean you know everyone's learning everyone's intellectual <laughs> and it's a hbcu so we're all black and intellectual so it just kind of was like all this stuff going on but around those times one thing that i wish i would have done that i know now is just be covered in humility like and just let it be something where people are like, well, what about this and what about that? And it's like, hey, bro, like, you know what? I don't know. I don't know. But I'll do some more research and I can get yeah. back to you or whatever the case may be. Instead, it would be like, and, and the funny part is we will always have an audience. It just seemed like while we're in the cafeteria, one brother, he Muslim, he knows I'm a Christian. We hang out. And a lot of that was, you know, me just kind of being out, partying, hanging out with everybody, being mm -hmm. social. But at the same time, conversations always led to religion at some point. Yeah. Or they would know me as the Christian, so it would be like, they'll throw little sly jokes in there. But then it would become a debate, and as people are coming around, I felt the weight of winning this argument so that these people who are listening, you know, be like, oh, you know what? You know what? I think he was on to something. But instead, because of that pride, I would fall victim to Maybe this person's knowledge of XYZ or maybe that curveball question. Because I'm not battling this person at that, at that point. Like, you literally yeah. are going toe-to-toe -to -toe with the enemy. You know what I mean? And and that's the kind of the interesting part about the little sly remarks and all the little curveballs that come with that. So I've noticed, like, instead of just arguing with people, man, it's not even worth it. But an act of humility, even in those times when people are like, well, I know this and I know that. What about when this happened in history? And what about this? And what about that? It's just like, hey, bro, I don't have all the answers, but I will say this, like, let's I continue this conversation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know who does. Let's follow up with this conversation later, especially if it's getting heated or whatever. And, and just do, you know what I mean? Act in love, man. Yeah, and I feel like even God, because you're acting in humility, and humility comes from God, God will use that to still, I guess, have you win in that situation um, because when we're acting in the spirit of God the spirit of God is not going to be worried about us losing the argument I'm just going to be you know humble and walk in that humility and people people will probably won over um, or or still leaning more towards looking for the truth uh, looking toward looking for looking for Christ um, because you are walking in his spirit of grace and in his spirit of of humility um so yeah like and the fact that you said that you had you always had an audience I, mean, I feel like people are hungry for for this type of stuff and i feel like one 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 reason a huge reason like they there's a lot of times people fall away so quickly and easily to the, all these other conscious movements is because these questions aren't really being talked about a lot mm. which is why i got this i have this podcast because like, man, I, I, I don't want people to to fall away because of high sound and nonsense. Exactly. Yeah. I think I, I think, you know, even for my like I think about back in those times I was a lot more verbal on different things too. Which I feel like lately I've kinda calmed down. I'll I'll share some stuff, but like with everything that's going on, 
even for example, like I just am protecting my peace to a certain degree mm-hmm. and I fish from time to time and I see the opportunity, but it's not like I'm just going ready, you know, I'm I'm grabbing my Bible and I'm out there at South Point Mall just super ready to Yeah. You know, it's it's like I kinda calm down a bit, but sometimes I'm convicted about that because everybody's talking about this stuff and I'm like, well, there aren't that many people from what I'm seeing who are addressing these things. Mm-hmm. You know, politics, it's like, eh, taste, you know, it's a tasteless situation. I don't really want to get into it. I remember when Trump got elected, I was asleep. Like, <laughs> I'm serious. Everybody on their toes, like, what's going to happen on the edge of their seats? I'm like, Lord, I'll wake up tomorrow. And I look, that's what's up. <laughs> I'm like, hey, I'll find out in the morning, whatever happens, like whatever. But I think that that's good to a certain point, but then eventually it becomes like, well, what do you think about these issues? You know, are you going to vote? Are you going to come to this rally? Are you going to do, you know, it's just like we have to be involved. But at the same time, um, you know, I think that's the tendency. We're either not involved at all or we're so involved that every issue we're talking about and we're getting into these arguments with people and in the comment sections and just like whatever. And you may be on fire for Christ, but it's like everything it's tearing people apart and it's not winning any souls. It's just kind of a religious debate about whatever, mm-hmm. true political debate, you know, choosing sides of where you gonna vote for this person or that person. So I don't know, I just encourage whoever's listening, like, you know, it, just not to be distracted by that stuff. Um, I think we should engage in conversations with people and we shouldn't be intimidated to say, hey, you know, this is what I believe. But yeah, at the same time, you know, you gotta guard your peace too and, and know when to fold them. You know what I'm saying? Just like, hey, I'm this is where I time out, especially from social media and stuff like that, man. So many opinions just coming out as facts left and right. And I don't know. I'm sure some people have gotten saved looking at Facebook. Glory to God. Yeah. But I don't think it's as big as the impact that we think, you know, True. just by the internet evangelism that we do sometimes it's better to just have yeah, that I used to do that man now I would call it my Facebook evangelism there you go <laughs> I don't think it worked hey you know but but you know what you find out from those things you find out the people who agree with you or mm-hmm. you know what I mean so I think to some degree that's what it's about a lot of people are posting for people who would agree with their I mean I know a lot of atheists don't like my posts obviously but that's cool because if they actually know me, then they'll know, all right, like I can talk to this brother. He ain't about to tell me I'm going to hell and X, Y, Z. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like that's not even what it's about. But at the same time, you know, yeah, man, I mean, I think it's good to share our faith and, and continue to say, hey, we're present, you know, especially social issues, different things going on. But you just got to do it with wisdom. Cool. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, man. Thank you once again. For being on the show, I really appreciate the fact that you didn't let um, the fact that you are not an expert, don't have your master's in divinity, keep you from coming here and talking about these issues. Um, that's why I want the podcast. Of course, I'm gonna, I'm seeking out like different different voices from different perspectives, like the uh, I guess the more so lay perspective that you and I have, um, and then I'm talking. We're gonna be talking to people, you know, pastors, um, ministers, evangelists. Um, other artists and just people in general but the main thing is that they're saved and woke and we're going to be talking about how to how to how to live like that and how to reconcile those I guess seemingly conflicting identities but thank you again Tom for being on the show Um, so I told everybody that you're an artist 
how can they you know keep up with you on social media okay so everything is at the real tone touch so, everything yep that's facebook the instagram whatever if you go google and just put the real tone touch one word everything and pop up for me nice nice and easy my you album can... all that nice what's the name of your, your title of your album first impressions first impressions on title spotify google play wherever you stream your music some songs on soundcloud all right so all right just, yeah and i'm glad you said that about um you gotta let me know about that app because that's another aspect that i've seen kind of coming up as as a christian who loves hip-hop it's like where does that fit in the church and I i've gotten totally different things kind of coming up that made me uh kind of skeptical but now i think you know coming into my element for everyone who does check out the music like that is the result of being myself and following my convictions you okay. know that you know like yeah i can i can do music and give god the glory in this but yeah at the same time it doesn't have to be the way everybody else has done it so cool man yeah definitely and um before we close out we always close in prayer i'll pray and you're welcome to um add something to the prayer as nice. well so lord god we thank you for this talk we thank you for this episode we thank you for you being here with us lord whether we were feeling enlightened or whatever or not you we know that you were here um and we just ask lord god that you break down the walls break down the barriers break down all the confusion cut through all the confusion cut through all the cloudiness and give people clarity about who you are about who they are in in christ and i pray lord that they will seek you for themselves and not try to live through other people's beliefs and not not even not even take what what we say on this show for for the truth but they, that they go and confirm it themselves by seeking your word by praying and seeking you in the name of jesus and we just pray that people be saved that people come and have a, a stronger understanding have a greater and stronger conviction for their identity as believers as a result of this conversation in jesus name yes, Lord. and i just add on god that um we just marvel at the fact that you're so awesome and that you do speak to people so we thank you for speaking to each and every person individually we pray a special blessing over every person who has viewed or listened to this podcast and um, we thank you lord that they will come to know you in a greater capacity whether believer or not and um, we pray for opportunities to engage in this world and to be present let your power be shown in jesus name amen. amen so again you can follow tone at the real tone touch across all social media platforms and you can hook up with me at mr underscore saved and woke that's all lowercase and all one word and until next time keep the faith and stay woke